Blog Talk Radio. Contra Radio Network presents the Contra Dawn Show with your host, Dawn Appleberg. It is 7 o'clock PST on a Friday night here in Pacific Northwest, and I am here on the Contra Dawn Show to discuss the epic, the most epic conspiracy theory that we've had since the 50s that has always been touted every show, every time anything's come up, tinfoil hat, you name it, military Everything that's ever come up, it has always been this one conspiracy theory. Who shot JFK? And we're going to discuss that tonight. We're going to do it as we always do. We're going to do it logically. We're going to do it uh, without emotion. We're going to do it just using the evidence. And we're also going to look at the latest releases of documentation that has come out with the understanding that we have more documentation to come. The last that we received was that there is some documentation that the CIA literally begged not to be released at this point because it would cause national security issues, which, of course, every conspiracy theorist out there went back into their closet, grabbed their tinfoil armor, put it back on, and said, we're waiting, it was aliens, right? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and look at what we've got. We're going to go ahead and discuss some of the more outrageous stuff that happened, and we're going to go ahead and take a look at some of the little-known facts that occurred. Then we're going to round up the show with what's going on, because we just had breaking news in the Russian Clinton, notice I said Clinton, not Trump, collusion. After all the investigation, they actually started going back to the Obama era about that 20% uranium that was sold to Russia. All right. For those who are too young to know or remember the historical content or probably just did not pay attention in history, John F. Kennedy was the golden child. He was the Ronald Reagan of the area. And I really have to be careful even saying that because a lot of my listeners don't even know who Ronald Reagan was. Uh, He was was just basically the golden child. This man could do no wrong. He was touted as the Sir Galahad, the King Arthur of the era. One of the reasons that he was so well-loved is because he pushed so far with the human rights movement when it came to certain areas that people just did not want to look at the you know when you lift up the rock and the cockroaches crawl out for instance mental illness up until he signed the 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 decree that the or the eo if you will the bill that stated that you could not be uh, involuntarily incarcerated unless you were a threat to yourself or others if you wanted to get a divorce or play around on your wife or husband mostly it was the wife what you do is you go ahead and tell somebody that she was a little depressed, anxiety. She was uh, manic. She wasn't emotionally right in the head. And literally, you disappeared. You were put into a, a sanatorium, which for all intents and purposes was nothing more than a very poorly run prison where they kept them drugged up, medded up. They were filthy. They were disgusting. The food was subpar and inadequate, oftentimes causing botulism. Um, And you pretty much were just locked away. And the unmentionables, the unwelcomes of your life that you didn't want, all you had to do was point at them and say, Doc, that one's crazy. 
And without you being able to go ahead and defend yourself or anybody else being able to defend yourself, you were locked away. This one especially for the upper income families. When they had an individual, for instance, back in the 50s, homosexuality was considered to be taboo. We all know this. So if you found out that your brother was gay or your sister was a lesbian, and you were, especially if you were in the political arena or you were in a high-profile arena such as Hollywood, a mere whisper, and they were gone. And they'd be locked up in one of these sanatoriums indefinitely. As a matter of fact, JFK's sister, who was given a forced lobotomy because she had episodes. Basically, she was strong-willed, stepped out against the family, did not want to do as the family wanted her to. She was, she wanted to be basically a, a woman of the 20s, you know, wear pants and go out there and play football if she wanted. And because it didn't sit well with the political regime that was going on at the time with the Kennedys in office and being the family of the United States, she was forced to get a frontal lobotomy. Basically what they did, take a drill, shove it right through her skull in the front, screw around with that, the, the front of her brain, and she never recovered. Ergo, Rose disappeared. Rose ended up in a sanatorium. Now, many people speculate that's the reason why JFK was so upset about how things were being handled with the unmentionables. And it's one of the reasons why he signed the bill stating that you could no longer have someone locked up for mental illness unless they were a direct threat to themselves or others. What a lot of people don't realize is when that bill passed, just a second, sorry, Scott, I tell you. Hi, um, hi, Sky Game. Uh, yeah, oh, um, sorry, I didn't, Rick, I don't understand your text there. Anyway, what happened is that he signed a bill that decreed that you could not be locked up unless you were a threat to yourself and others. What a lot of people don't realize at that time were thousands of people who were released onto the streets. This was an unforeseen outcome to a feel-good bill. Now, for those of you who listen to my show, you know how I feel about politics, lawmaking, and emotion. You just take, don't take the three and throw them in together. You have to go ahead and use your mind, not your heart. Now, it's good to go ahead and keep some type of humanitarian idea or, you know, a humanist idea into the bill. We don't want to be draconian or, or tyrannical. But at the same time, when you do a feel-good bill that's supposed to make things better, Nine times out of ten, there is an unforeseen circumstance that occurs or a repercussion that occurs that we did not expect to happen. In this case, literally thousands of people who had been locked up and isolated, whether they had been mentally unfit or not at the time of the lockup, now at this point were completely mentally unbalanced. We're turning loose in the streets. The families are not going to accept them back at this time. This is in the 50s. Remember, you could not have any skeletons. Leave it to Beaver era. For those who are too young to know that one up, Google it. You'll see Walton the Beaver. You'll understand exactly what we're talking about. Anyway, so what happened is that these people, who the families were denying, they didn't want them back, who were treated horrifically, abused, many of them literally were so brain damaged by their experiences that they literally could not function, were now turned loose, which created our first homeless crisis. But you didn't hear about that in the news. And the reason you didn't is because, once more, this is the feel-good era. JFK was the golden child, as I said. 
Now, he didn't mean to hurt anybody. Matter of fact, he was trying to protect people. The next bill that he signed at that point, which was a feel-good but had severe repercussions, was he signed a welfare bill that authorized and allowed you to have welfare to the amount of the individuals that you have in your family versus, as it was set prior to that, to an allotted amount for single or for family. So basically in the military, when you get basic allowance for housing, it doesn't matter if you have 20 dependents, you just get a set amount for your rank in your area. That's how it had been. JFK decided that it was inhumane to tell a family of seven they had to live on the same amount as a family of two. So he signed this bill that allowed people who had larger families who were in need of government assistance to go ahead and receive more income. Doesn't matter what side of the coin you're on on this one, whether you're conservative or progressive, you knew the repercussion of this one kind of had some unforeseen mitigation that should have been thought out first. But that wasn't why he was possibly killed. The conspiracy theory that goes along, there's three of them, the three main ones. The first one is because it was about to be blown wide open that he had, hey, Porky, sorry about the time frame. Keep on forgetting it's two, it's two hours, not three. Anyway, so what happened is that there was the, the theory, the first one, is that word was about to break about his indelicate dalliances with certain high-profile individuals, namely a long-standing affair that was going on with, with uh, Marilyn Monroe. Once more, too young. I'm not going to keep on saying this. If you don't know the names I'm talking about, Google it, look it up, you'll thank me later. So Marilyn Monroe, who, you know, they really didn't hide their relationship, but at the same time, it was kind of one of those dirty little ditties that you just didn't talk about, but you could Twitter about, you know, and when I say Twitter, I'm not talking about like on the internet, go to your next door neighbor and, oh, did you hear about Marilyn? Hee hee, this type of thing. But you didn't come out and blatantly say they were sleeping together. Turned out JFK had a thing for the ladies. Now, the conspiracy theory is, the conspiracy theory one, was that there was a woman who was about to come out who was high profile, who was pregnant with his child. And when he had found out, he'd asked her to take care of it in a typical political manner, take care of it, so it wasn't really an ask as much as it was all told. And she had refused. Now, this is conspiracy theory one. Said conspiracy theory states that this individual was known by Marilyn Monroe. And that is why Marilyn Monroe, quote-unquote, killed herself, even though what the conspiracy theory is is that she did not kill herself. She was killed by the government. The pros and cons of this conspiracy theory. First of all, let's look at, let's look at some of the basic pros. Marilyn Monroe died on the phone talking to a friend of hers to come and help her. Most people, when they go to kill themselves for suicide, don't reach out after they've done it. They reach out before. The syringe that was used was used in a manner that was against her hands. In other words, right to left, left to right. The amount of, of drugs that were found in her system were not enough for her, and when I say syringe, that's part of the conspiracy, because supposedly she swallowed a bunch of pills. However, there was a syringe found. The amount of drugs in her system, in her belly, was not enough to go ahead and kill her, but the amount in her bloodstream was. 
So the conspiracy theory, the pro, the pro of that is that she killed herself. I mean, that the government killed her. The con of this is the big one. Marilyn Monroe was a manic depressant who had tried multiple times prior to this to actually take her life. However, it had been covered up in hush-hush because she was the, and I don't want to use the term sex tart because that's not, she was not a slut by any means. You have to understand. She was a, she was the, 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 the goddess, she was the goddess of the, the, um, uh, Hollywood at the time. She was the lush beauty. She was the, she was the, 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 once more I'm not trying to say sexual because she didn't sleep around, but she was the sex symbol of the time. She was the pinup girl. There we go. So what happened, but she had, she had multiple episodes of manic depression. There have been multiple attempts to take her life. And she, you know, they, they, they covered it up because once more, Hollywood can't have a dark side at this point. Oh, okay, not a problem, Porky. He has no audio on PC and no chat on phone. Those of you who are long-term listeners, you know Porky is our good friend in Northern Ireland who loyally logs in and he listens to our podcasts, and I cannot be more humbled than to know that across the pond, you know, in Northern Ireland where they have some of the more draconian laws and the more restrictive laws because they're underneath Queen Elizabeth, and because I, uh, you know, Ireland, Northern Ireland is still considered a victory's despot, if you will, uh, to the crown. So it's taxed heavily. It's it's treated pretty much still like you know you lost the war, even though it was several hundred years ago. He still manages to log in. So you know, you know, hats off to him. Porky is 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 just so loyal. It's not even funny. So going back to what we were talking about. So the pro and con of the fact that she that that this may have been a government thing, could have been, but then again, we also have the logical conclusion of the fact that once more, Marilyn Marilyn Monroe had tried to kill herself multiple times. She had she had a very dark history, a very dark past, very sad past. Look her up, read up on it, might learn you something. And I did say learn you something, might teach you something. Anyway, so the second conspiracy theory that goes about JFK, remember I said three, the second conspiracy theory was JFK supposedly, and this is not one that's well known, which is interesting. I've only found a few scrub, little pieces of you know, information on this one. The second conspiracy theory was that JFK was about to blow the whistle on a huge, corrupt, underground government group. Now, here's where it gets interesting, and there's a reason I'm bringing this up, people, because this part, this conspiracy here, actually dovetails into the second part of our show today. Supposedly, John F. Kennedy had found evidence of what he declared a monstrous, inhumane group of corrupted authoritarian individuals who, if the American people actually knew what they were doing, would not only destroy their careers, but would break open wide the entire government as we knew it. Now, there are references to this basic 
declaration. He said he was going to, supposedly he said he was going to uh, release the documentation and evidence that he found because he was so disgusted with what he had found that he felt it was only the right thing to do. A.K.A. once more, Sir Galahad, King Arthur, going back to the whole Puritan thing when it comes to being the knight in shining armor. The problem with this theory is there's snippets of it, but those snippets have only come out recently since we've had these scandals break out. Just a second. People telling him to download the podcast later. There we go. Okay. So what happens is that, you know, let's let's look at the con here. It sounds great. It sounds, oh, perfect. He's going to go ahead and, and bust open this corrupt underground thing that the government's doing, and then he gets killed, except for you don't see anything about reference to it or inference to it until recently, after all this huge, huge cracking open of this, this rotted carcass that we call our political society, and the pedophilism and the, the supposed demonic you know, satanic rituals, whatever you want to call the blood rites, whatever, all these little inferences and whispers and everything that's bleeding out all over the place like some type of rotted cancer. So it makes me circumspect. And the reason it makes me circumspect is because it seems too convenient for us not to have anything prior. And yet all of a sudden, even JFK knew. So I'm kind of taking that one and putting that one over here, too. You know, um, we, we, we have no evidence of the, 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 the unwed mother. We have no evidence of him finding out this corrupt entity that lives. And the other con with this whole conspiracy theory is, to be perfectly honest, it would be his own family he'd be turning in, as well as everyone else, because his own family were part of this corrupt, disgusting regime. The, the, the Kennedys, as well as, as much as they're loved, their entire background in politics is steeped in, in scandal and corruption and the mob. So it kind of makes me wonder if maybe this wasn't something that just popped up Kind of like those memes you say with, you know, with, with Abraham Lincoln saying, believe everything you read on the net. So, but that leaves one other conspiracy theory. And this one, this one, people, I really wonder about, and I'll tell you why. I have found documentation that shows that JFK, prior to being assassinated, had actually come out and said he was going to expose the Federal Reserve for what it was. And he was going to dismantle it, he was going to abolish it, and he was going to let the American people know exactly what they had been dealing with. Now, pros. This sounds like something he would do. Once more, a feel-good emotional attack, tilting at windmills, even though the windmill may actually be on fire, without thinking about the repercussions without really thinking through the regulatory requirements to doing this, and without really thinking about who it might actually hurt. Now, I'm not for the Federal Reserve, okay? That's not a political stance. That's my basic stance. I don't like anybody controlling my money. However, 
JFK did come out and do, did say some disparaging things about the way our Federal Reserve and our government was running money. He did. We know this. The con on this, I can't find. If anybody out there can find or dispute the fact that he was going to come forward with this evidence or the fact that he was actually going to tell us about what happened, please let me know. I would love to hear it. I'd love to see it. The fact of the matter is, a lot of people who were against the Federal Reserve prior died. We're not getting into the conspiracy theory about the Titanic. I already talked about it. But a lot of, pe- you know, a lot of people who were against the Federal Reserve died. Conveniently, we had a lot of people who were for the Federal Reserve who lived. Now we've got a government who, uh, a president who actually came forward, who was for the people in an emotionally misguided way, has come forward. He has made many remarks against the Federal Reserve. And when he comes out and says he's going to expose it, dies. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Fast forward to Donald Trump's declaration of turning loose documentation about the JFK assassination for disclosure purposes. Once more, remember, the CIA has already begged him not to disclose everything, but they have released 2,800 documents. One of the interesting ones that they released, which I find very interesting, is the fact that Lee Harvey Oswald was linked with a Soviet official affiliated with the KJB Assassination Department. He met with with, uh, and I'm trying to find the guy's name, I'm going through all the documents, Valeriev Vladimir Rikvuk. I know I said that wrong. I butchered and bloody butchered Kostovic. Kostikov. Kostikov. okay. He met with Val. We know this. We actually have documentation. It's been released. There was an October 1st phone call. He, uh, just, he talked to the guard. He wanted to go ahead and, and reiterate with Val some information. And... Um, he, he spoke in Russian. He identified himself by name. Lee Harvey Oswald, the conspiracy theory that now is suddenly taking over the net is that he may have been actually a spy working for the government. Now, that would explain a lot when it comes to a lot of the questions we've had about how he managed to do the shot, how it happened, blah, blah, the whole works. Okay. Now, on the, on the heels of this, Once he was killed, the FBI began looking for a stripper named Kitty. All they know is that Kitty was supposed to be affiliated with Jack Ruby. He was the nightclub owner who shot Oswald when he was in police custody. And then Kitty disappeared. The only Kitty that that the individuals in that area knew of, the only one that went by that name in the New Orleans area, was Kitty Reville, who killed herself in August or September of 1963. Now, this could all be coincidental. Shady deals happen, shady people live. But it's starting to look, when you start looking at the new documents, it's starting to look like kind of a cleanup crew occurred. There are some other things that were linked, but they have nothing to do with the JFK assassination, so I'll talk about them later. For instance, Fidel Castro 
they had offered to have him assassinated for two cents. Our, our government offered to have him assassinated by his own people for two cents. I, I'm kind of, that boggles my mind. Anyway, so, what we also have is we have another leaked information, which is really, really interesting. It infers. It doesn't come out and say, of course, because, you know, shadow governments, blah, blah, blah. But it infers that the CIA acted on its own with its own jurisdiction to take out John F. Kennedy. That's what it's looking like now. And where they got the authority from may have been the Federal Reserve. Now, I'm still putting all these pieces together because there's still pieces missing. As they've said, they haven't released it. They haven't released everything. But I want you to think about this. If the families who are in charge of the Federal Reserve had JFK assassinated, what do you think the American people would do? Now, if it had been right after JFK's assassination, I could tell you exactly what would happen. Now... I'm not so sure anybody would care. I mean, some of the older generations would. But remember, they're 70, 80 years old now. I think that we're so used to our government being corrupt and hearing about corruption and hearing about how they're, they're spineless cowards and how they're doing all these horrible things and, you know, false flags. That I think nobody would care. I think that we're numb. Matter of fact, what the CIA should really do, in my, in my perspective, is just come out and say, yeah, we did it. And then move on. Because so many scandals have been breaking. Perfect time to go ahead and just take it, walk with it, shut that door, and walk away. We'll see. So, if you're interested and you want to know the entire um, release of of records, if you're bored, then go to www.archives.gov forward slash research forward slash JFK forward slash 2017 dash release. I will be putting this up in my, I will, I will be putting this particular website link up with my podcast today. So, basically, conspiracy theorists, you may actually have been right on this one. Just saying. We'll find out. All right. Now to the second part of the show. Going into the collusion, going into the the idea of the Russians being involved at that point back then, or or KJB, or you know the the backdoor ties and the Federal Reserve. We've got this big stinking pile of corruption that has occurred here regarding the election. And I know a lot of people are going to jump on the bandwagon right now saying, yeah, Trump and Russia colluded. Actually, as I have said and, and pointed out and, and done the research and shown, there was no collusion. Okay, Go back to, I think, my third or fourth podcast, outlines everything in detail. It's not whether you're for or against Trump. It's just let's look at the facts. However, this investigation they opened to rapidly go ahead and go against him without thinking, once more, 
big thing I keep on saying, emotion versus logic, opened the door to an investigation that they never expected to have happen. All of a sudden, a backdoor deal that was done during the Obama regime has come to surface again like a dead corpse. And the more they dig into it, the uglier it gets. We're going to talk about that real quick, and then we're going to dovetail into the other thing that we had discussed earlier about the JFK controversy and the possibility of there may have actually been a legitimate cause for him. So, basically what's happened is that they launched into an investigation. There were two new probes. How the Obama, how the Obama administration's Justice Department handled the deal that gave Russia control over 20% of the U.S. uranium supply, basically handing them 20% of the very material that's needed for nuclear bombs. Now, remember, we are those juggernauts on the block. As long as we keep it equal and as long as they know that we have the same amount of missiles as they do and as long as everybody knows that everybody's cards are the same, nobody's going to blink. But then the prior administration took 20% of our uranium and gave it to Russia. Now, this goes against all of the Cold War treaties. This goes against all of the, you know, the, the, the treaties and the deals that we have struck with Russia. And it, it, it really left a major egg on their face they weren't expecting, but it gets better. How this whole thing broke goes back to an original story that broke during the election about Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server. Basically what has happened is because she used her own server, it left the classified documentation exposed. It was then hacked. That information was brought up. WikiLeaks had a field day. Now, no, WikiLeaks wasn't the one that hacked them. They, they got it from somebody else. They said the Chinese, I believe. But the thing is, is WikiLeaks has had a field day with this stuff, and now they've turned it over. So what happened is uh, James Comey, the FBI director, as we well know, has been caught in the middle of all this. This poor guy, I want you to really feel sorry for him for about five seconds before you use a or hate him. And, you know, personally, I despise and loathe the, the coward. He's a cockroach. James Comey has the deer-in-the-headlights look. He literally is that cop in every sitcom who sits there and doesn't know which way to move. Is he supposed to go left, right, what? This poor guy got caught not only between a rock and a hard place, he got caught between Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Trump. Would any of you want to be in that position? I want you to really think about this. This guy had no place to go, and he's got to make everybody happy. Somebody's got to go down. But he knows if the wrong people go down, he's going down. But if the right people go down, he's going down. And if no one goes down, he's going down. He was screwed. He had no way out. So enough of his pity party. Anyway, so they've opened this up. So to make a long story short, the probe has gone into some serious, serious avenues. For instance, everybody knows about the Wiener case, not the, the penis case, no, the Wiener case as an Anthony, and how his laptop they found other emails on, how his wife, who happens to be an 
a hardcore Islamic advocate and was an advisor to Hillary Clinton, had emails that were on hers devices. I mean, it's just like there was this prolific amount of information out there that was just laying around. And um, they just didn't think that anybody, they, they, they were so sure by the polls, by their own advisors, by what they were reading in their own social media, because remember I talked about echo chambers last week, where you get into an echo chamber and, and you just hear what you want to hear and they keep on feeding you that information. The Democratic Party was very sure that this was going to be a shoe-in. And I think what happened with that is that Hillary and her regime, whether you like her or not, and for the most part, most people don't. As a matter of fact, most of your Trump voters who were Democrat did not vote for the man because they liked him. They voted for him because they did not want Hillary in. They were pissed because Bernie Sanders had been robbed of his, his chance. And because of, of how cold and how unendearing Hillary was and how she turned off so many people, they voted for Trump to kind of basically piss her off because they just didn't want her. So, but anyways, going back to, to Hillary, um, what happened was the, the, this huge scandal breaks, and it, it's like they, they expected that nothing was going to be happen to them, even if they were caught, because for so long, any time they stepped in it, they just had to wipe it off and move on. They honestly expected that she was going to win, and when she didn't win... Hillary said it herself. If Trump wins, we will all hang. She got scared. She woke up. She realized something was very, very wrong, and she was worried. They didn't know how to clean up the huge mess they had. So whether you voted for Obama or not, whether you liked him or not, the fact of the matter is is that the mess that was left behind of corruption and unconstitutional deals that were done has come home to roost. Now, the uranium deal dates back to 2009. A state-owned Russian nuclear energy company, Rosatom, began buying shares in Uranium One, a company based in Toronto with interest in the United States. The next year, Rosatom, they sought to assume majority ownership in Uranium One, the company that, that once more was based in Toronto, the deal the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States had to approve because our uranium was there. Vested shares. Russia later assumed full responsibility of the company. Clinton was Secretary of State at the time. She was leading one she was leading one of nine government agencies which worked with CFIUS. Remember, they're the ones that have to approve this. So what happened? It was approved. The Senate has announced it is going to be investigating the matter as well. Um, they're still denying it. Hillary's still saying it's baloney, blah, 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 but at the same time, she's getting a little nervous. Now, let's go ahead and look at the uh, probe that was launched. So, they honestly expected it to be another Holden situation where, you know, fast and furious, where, yeah, bad things happen, so sorry, and then wash it on the rug. They did not expect to have Sessions, and they did not expect to have Gowdy on that panel. Worst thing that could have ever happened to them. And now Comey has to sing. He has no choice. And now those who are involved have to sing. They have no choice. 
Now, for a while, almost for a year now, you've been hearing the conservatives screaming, when are they going to arrest Hillary? I've been hearing a lot of progressives saying, when are they going to arrest Hillary? Because when I was born, remember, they didn't like her. Uh, those who loved her, still in love with her, when are they going to leave her alone? Well, we had bigger fish to fry at that point because they were having so many issues with trying to go ahead and get the cabinets full, getting the the appointees in, dealing with the budget, dealing with tax reform. I mean, it was a huge task that Trump was planning on undertaking, whether you liked it or not, because he was literally taking the government and he was restructuring. He was restructuring our government, basically. He was completely restructuring it. And, I mean, that that's a huge task even for a company, but for a government entity, yeah, it, it was daunting. So now what we hear is as of tomorrow, Monday, Special Counsel's investigation is focused on potential collusion. Oops. Yep. Between the Trump. Where is it? Mm-hmm. Mueller's on the council as well. So, a federal grand jury in Washington, D.C. on Friday approved the first charges in the investigation led by Special Counsel Robert Mueller, according to sources briefed on the matter. They are getting ready. Charges are still sealed under orders from a federal judge. Plans prepared Friday for anyone charged to be taken into custody as soon as Monday. We do not know what the charges are at this point. Special Counsel Pokeman has declined to comment. Now, for all those who are thinking this is kind of funky and this is, oh, that can't happen, it's CNN reporting this. They don't like our POTUS. They can't stand our government as it stands right now. They're probably having to spit nails as they're reporting this, but they're reporting it because they have to. They're liars. We know this. They're fake news. But when they actually are forced to go ahead and report against their golden children, you've got to look it up and you've got to go ahead and check it. So I checked the source, and sure enough, we've got three other major entities out there who are reporting this is what's going to happen. Shortly after President Trump abruptly fired the FBI Director James Comey, Rosenstein appointed Mueller as special counsel. So Mueller has been, people have been thinking he's been dragging his feet or he has not been doing an effective job. Well, took a while to get through all those emails finally. So, is it a conspiracy theory? No, we know for a fact that the uranium transferred hands. Did it go against our treaties? Yes, we know that. Who's involved? Well, we kind of have an idea we want to point fingers, but it's kind of like the progressives saying Trump, 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 Trump. You know you've got the conservatives over here saying Clinton, 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 or Obama, Obama, Obama. Let's let the cards fall. Let's find out who's actually on the chopping block. Let's find out what actual evidence they have and find out who is actually going to be charged. Personally, I think it's going to be Hillary Clinton that's going to be on the chopping block, but it's going to be one of her underlings that's going to take the fall. Now, for those of you who are screaming right now, I can hear your your your, your, your you know Democratic side just absolutely flipping out. I want you to think about something. This woman has been involved in scandal after scandal after scandal after scandal, and every single time it's had the basic concept fraud. It's had the basic concept of uh, misappropriation of funds or misappropriation of material. And it has been a failure to either file correctly, misfiling, flagrant, illegal filing. And this goes back to when she was actually a 
an in, in interim uh, for a defense lawyer who fired her because of her unethical behavior. So, look, I can't help you if you like Hillary. I, I can't. Her, her track record from the time that she was actually in law school all the way to when she lost, her, lost it to now has been horrific. Now to this last scandal that we're going to be talking about today. I've been very hesitant to talk about this, and I've been very hesitant to bring it up, and I'll tell you why. We have been hearing rumors since I remember in the 70s of a secret group or entities in the government that have been into child porn rings, pedophilism, um, some very sick sacrificial scenarios, hesitant to call it satanic only because not all blood rituals are satanic, not all blood rituals and not all things that you do that are corrupt and disgusting are satanic. For those who are not in the know, a lot of Satan worshippers do not even get into that. Um, the thing is, is that what we're dealing with, we do have evidence of certain actual facts that are starting to come out. And, and the reason I hesitate to talk about this is because since the 70s, there have been rumors, whispers of rumors, of children taken off our streets to be sold to the elite of our country. There have been three boys that I can think of right now who, when they disappeared, their mothers were adamant that they were taken by government vans, one of which was uh, still looking for her son. And there's a major picture going around with George Bush Sr., where he's sitting supposedly behind George Bush. And... She is still looking for her son. She swears the government stole him and he is he is being used in a, in a sex ring. Um, and the thing is, here's the thing. Ever since the story broke with the whole Hollywood scandal, Google has nothing on it. I have to go to archives and... Uh, Find, find all the information that I had. <laughs> That's interesting. But it's it's typical. Anyway, so now we have these pedophile rings. For those who do not know, because you haven't been seeing it in your feed, once more echo chambers, remember? There have been, since President Trump took office, and he did promise that this was going to be one of his, his platforms he was running on, and he did promise to do something about it. There have been over 7,000 pedophiles busted in the United States, alone, several thousand children released and freed from these pedophile rings. Crackdowns aren't real. It's been hard and it's been very ugly and it's been very disturbing. This latest one with Hollywood, I think it's just the tip of the iceberg. Many people don't remember. I mean, they, do, they remember Corey Haim now because he talked about it and it's been brought up again, but many people forget how back in the early Disney days, 
with when it was black and white with the Mickey Mouse Club and everything. But there were some dark rumors that started coming out, and they were shut down instantly. There were parents that came out, and they were shut down and disappeared. Their kids disappeared off the shows, and, uh, you know, they, they we assumed, went back to no, living normal lives. When you do the where were we searches for these little kids, you, you, you don't see anything. But many people assume it's just because they were no longer famous, so who cared? Or they never made it to fame. They were just, you know, individuals who were part of the show. I myself have been personally involved with groups to track down and and stop human trafficking. Uh, I volunteer my time. I used to. I don't anymore. I just don't have time now. But I volunteered my time and assisted with Internet and transcript reading and communication and this type of thing to go ahead and and, and stop human trafficking. And so the story that the... The crisis is real. It's huge, and it's ugly, and it's it's absolutely horrific, the numbers. Most people don't realize the numbers and how dark it is. Is this possible? Oh, it's very possible. It's very possible, and the thing is is that the more they've been breaking down on this, the more they've been cracking down on this, the more that they've been able to see, the more as somebody that I know online said they're draining the swamp, and the deeper you get, the uglier it's going to get. So we shall see. I will be following the story. I'll be following it closely. I'll be finding out what more we've done with the JFK situation. But be aware and be advised, human trafficking at this point is on the rise in the United States. I'm not so sure if it's on the rise because we're becoming more aware or if it's because it's in the news so much with all the high celebrities and high-profile individuals. The fact of the matter is, is that it's now in your hometowns, and you must be prepared. So jumping off that dark line back into what we were talking about, conspiracy theories and everything, you know, make a long story short, we got an arrest coming out on Monday. So stay tuned, folks. Take a look, see who it is, start speculating on Facebook. Start looking around and get your conspiracy theories to me. You bring them in, I'll talk about it and research it. So we got the Contradon radio show on Friday nights. Normally 6 o'clock, my bad once more. It's been a crazy week. Uh, we have the the Contra radio network show on Wednesdays. And, you know, that's John Jeffers. Tune in, check out his page, take a look at his merchandise. I look forward to seeing you or hearing from you. If you have good things to say, send them. If you've got bad things to say, send them. i got big shoulders. But just remember, if you're going to be emotional, I'm just going to delete. If you're going to be logical, we can debate. So, have fun, guys. That's the show. <laughs>